flow, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What's up guys, it's Andy Frisella This is the show for the realists, say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have a full length show um, And we have a special guest, but before I introduce him and bring him on Uh I got the reg- a full crew here today. I got Sal. I still don't have a nickname for him. Most handsome guy in the room. Yeah, that's that would be a lie though. Works. A nickname's supposed to be based in truth. So <laughs> I got type. I got DJ. What's up? What's up, DJ? Word and then word. I got Vaughn. Word. What's up, dude? <laughs> word. The <laughs> whitest dude in the room for sure. So literally. Yeah. Yeah. Literally and figuratively yeah. and culturally. Yeah. Very true. Are you getting attacked for your whiteness? Urban white though. Are you getting attacked for your whiteness? I am getting attacked for my are whiteness. You? I'm so white that even the white are. people. I might don't have like to me. wear sunglasses, bro. <laughs> I'm so white even the white people don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> True to that too. Yeah, yeah. You should call Sal Bulldog Bulldog Sal. That's yep. right. I don't know what we should call. I'll him. take it. Moving I'll screen. Moving screen. Yeah. Sal. <laughs> well, I'm sure we're going to get to this eventually, but let's just straight out speak the truth and say that this show is already racist. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can I just say that? Because I don't know what Madat was thinking, but he segregated us. Oh yes. <laughs> like you got the two true. white guys and the two black guys. What like what were you thinking, Madat? And I'm like in the middle. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. You go either side. Yeah, yeah. You go either side. Dude, look. Uh <laughs> <laughs> look. Bon, just so you guys know, uh if, if you're not a fan of social issues, this is not gonna be the show for you. Just letting you know. Um or some of you guys listen for motivation and business and knowledge. We're going to hit on that today. Something that's going to be relevant to the discussion. But I've got my friend who uh, a lot of you guys don't know yet, but you will know after the show, Craig Long here. He's from Tampa. How you doing, bro? What's up? What's up? Uh, He's got a tremendous story and a lot to say. And basically, guys, I just want to bring on uh, people who I think are doing a good job standing up for what they believe. Um, and, And this man has done that. And so... Dude, I am super happy to have you here and and get your message out and kind of get your story out. You have a credible story. Absolutely. Um, It's an honor, man. Yeah, bro. And it's, you know, it's an honor to have you because you have taken things in life that were not favorable um, that were your own, own your own doing. Right. And then, you know, had some realizations and, you know, turn it around. So like, dude, let's just start with like, where you where you come from? Because literally most of these people don't know anything about you yet. So yeah, let's start so, um, back where you come from, bro. Uh, I grew up in North Virginia, yeah. close to DC. Um, just to not get long winded, I'm I'm an average American. I've been in and out of trouble since the age of 15. I went straight to jail, straight to prison. Didn't come home until 2009. I was 25 years old. All I had was 25 dollars for a bus ticket in a paper ID. Um, you name it. I've lived in people's couches. I've lived in my car. A 180 degree turn my life around. It is true. Your decisions do determine where you end up in your life. My decisions in my earlier days, I lived a life of literally hell when I didn't really have to. And now living a life of making good decisions, applying myself to grow. My life is took a, a major change, right? Um, I'm another example of the American dream. The American dream is real, right? There's 
literally there's nobody on the 13th floor collaborating just to keep someone that looks like me down, right? There's no white supremacy, racist white dust floating around that I could breathe in that would create me to have poor behavior or make bad decisions or why I fail, right? It's literally the decisions that you make in your life that will determine what your outcome is. And I'm an example of that. I'm an example of the American dream. So in a nutshell, (laughs) that is who I am. Uh, I am a business owner to Tampa, Florida. I am in Florida now. I own a gym. Um, (laughs) I've received all my civil rights back, like I was telling you, including my Second Amendment rights. So we, we do live in a country that has a scale, right? If you make good decisions and you are able to show that you turn your life around, like it will reward you, right? So I, I just, I want my inspire, my story to inspire people. I want my story to show people that, hey, nothing holds you back. Nothing out here in this world uh, is geared to hold anybody back. If you know how to win and you apply yourself, you will win. Um, you will win. So in a nutshell, that's who I am. And I'm sure we'll get into the nuts and bolts as yeah. we go on. But I'm Craig Long and I'm not going to give it to you with a chaser, I'm going to give it to you real, real as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bro, that's why you're here, man. So. <laughs> Look, dude, I, I, we enjoy bringing people on. Like the one thing I like about what we do here is we don't, I don't care if you have a, a 10 million followers, or if you're a fucking movie star or whoever you are, or if you're just a regular dude out there grinding. I actually think that that's the more powerful message in my opinion. Um, you know, people need to see and hear what you're talking about because dude, you've been down the, the negative path, you know, let's talk about that. You know, what, yeah. what, what got you, uh, put away for, for, for those, those well, years? Uh, I can, it, it wasn't no punk ass charges. Like I stole a bubble gum. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I know. Or I was messing what's, you know what I mean? No, no yeah. it wasn't, you know, I was living a street life, man. Yeah. I was out there caught up in that culture, which is a destructive culture is something that I'm constantly talking about the destructive culture, the just um, destructive behaviors. And uh, I was, I lived it. I got caught up in it. I was influenced by it. Um, my, because of that culture and because of my decisions of choosing a life like that, right? It, it led me into doing prison time, mm-hmm. a long exterior, uh, extended period of time in prison. Um, I went to prison. I shot two people. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my freedom. I lost all my rights because I shot people. Now, the people that I shot, did they deserve it at the time? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Thank God I have another chance that people are, are still here. Uh, well, we won't go into detail of that, but the people are still here. And uh, so I got another crack at life, mm-hmm. right? And through that ordeal, right, every, prison is prison. Now, I just want to clarify. These were not just innocent people that you jacked running down the, the street. These are not like I think what it's we a, hear on TV, like a seven-year-old girl got yeah. shot. Um, grandma yeah. down the street got a ricochet. This was a result of some criminal activity. Criminal activity. Criminals. We, drive-bys, right. you name it, man. Like these people were some degenerates, man. Right. These, you know what I mean? Just to, to, to give clarity to, to, to the people listening, these people were some bad people. Um, and at the time, I, I, was an, I was a degenerate. Right. I was an asshole. Right. You know what I mean? I, I was somebody you didn't want to run across at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always have been a good-hearted person. Mm-hmm. But I made dumb decisions and it led me into prison. I did prison time. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do 
Some I was at the jail for a couple. I did real time, man. You know what I mean? Um, lifers, people that were on death row. What was that like for you? What, what was the, like your, your experience in prison? Because, I mean, you see it on TV. I mean, it, you know, six days in. They got a, a couple of it. You get a glimpse of it, right? But, I mean, what what was that really like for you when you, when you went from, because jail and prison is a big difference, right? Like what, when your first day in, I mean, what were you thinking? What was going through your mind at that time? Um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I bet it was like, oh, oh shit. I'll give you a batch. Like they call it receiving. This is where they take you from jail and you're going up the road, right? Up the road is you're going to prison. Sorry to interrupt, but how, how old are you at this time? I literally just turned 37. No, no. no. How old are you at, oh, the, at time the time? You, oh, man, I'm, I'm still wet behind the ears, man. I had just turned 18, man. Mm, I'm it. wet behind the ears. So by the time I got to prison, I was about 19 years old, man. I hadn't even learned how to shave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I left home, I want to say, at around the age of 16, 17. I was out on my own, full-fledged, 100% out there in the streets, man. And uh, you figured, man, a 19-year-old, green, wet behind the ears. You think you're a badass. You know, you, it's easy to be a badass when you have this big ass gun on you and you got all your homies and you're right, on right, the street right. and you guys right. are sticking together. When you go into prison, dude, it's, you know, we see how the movies depict it. Right. It's uh, partially a lot of it is true. Yeah. But there is a lot of stuff that goes on in prison. It's another world. And that world is like you're amongst the wolves, man. And when you're amongst the wolves, you have to live like a wolf. Um, so, the, <laughs> The stuff in prison is, uh, I don't know where you guys want me to go with that. but um. <laughs> well, I, You know what I knew? I didn't want to go to prison. When I saw uh, there was an HBO special on behind the scenes of prison when I was about 10. And there was a dude on there and it said, what's a, uh, it said, what's tossing salad? And this dude goes, oh, God, tossing salad. He goes, listen, there's only two ways to toss salad. That's where you get your, your asshole ate. And there's only two ways to do it with syrup and with jelly. And I thought, yeah, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> oh, dude. I, I'll tell you a story. Um, I had violent crimes. So in Virginia, at this particular prison, they did it based off color codes. So if you had violent crimes, you're going to, um, you're, they put you in They do league. it in pods yeah. and tiers. Yeah. So if you had like, you had robbery and things like that, you would be downstairs pod. But if you were considered a red code, which was high, violent like you are violent you've been in trouble at the jail you're fighting they put you at a high you're more at a high risk so they put you upstairs in the top tiers with the lifers people that have double homicides people never going home like the shit you would see on tv man like no no joke some of the biggest jokers that are the most feminist jokers, oh, you know what man. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, you just don't want to mess. It, it's wild. So, the jelly type guys, the yeah. jelly. Yeah. They, 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 literally, they literally look like big, um, Vin Rhymes jokers. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> they've been lifting weights since they came out the womb. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? The guys, I remember with some fucking grape jelly. You stay the fuck away. Yeah. Stay the fuck. <laughs> Thank God they can't run. It's too big. That's hilarious. I just got a utility belt on with a fucking strawberry and a grip. And a surf in the back. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Hey, stay away from that dude. Seriously. Seriously, man. I remember my first day when they finally told me, you're going upstairs to the top tier. You're a red 
You're, you're, you're upstairs with the lifers, the violent crimes, murder, double homicides, right? So you have this big metal box, the tote, that's what they call it. You got your mesh bag with all your linen and things like that. And they have these big power doors that go, right? And you got to go in and then it closes behind you. But as you're going in, you hear just pure chaos. People are talking, slamming bones, arguing. It's And but remember, you're not on the street anymore. There's no more weapons. You know, your homeboys guns. aren't there. Yeah. You're there. And you're green. You're coming from the jail. Lack of uh, uh, your malnutrition. You don't. You're skinny as hell. Everybody's like well thick and ready to go. They've been lifting and working out. And all I re- I hear ah. So it was time to open the door to get me into the pod. And all I remember is the door going. And it was literally. And you you can hear a, a mouse fart. Like that's how quiet I went right. And I was like holy shit. The box is heavy. I got all this shit and I'm like dragging the box and everybody's got this, if looks could kill, stare at you. And I just thought to myself, holy shit, what the, what the fuck did I just get myself into? Hmm. I have to figure out how to get the hell out of this, right? <laughs> I, no lie, dude, scared to death. Yeah. I thought I was a badass. No, man, hmm. scared to death. Dude, that's got to be a crazy feeling, dude, because I guarantee you, you learned your fucking lesson right there already. Oh, now you got all this time to fucking deal with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was a badass, man. Yeah. I've gotten plenty of fights in there. Yeah. They have they have this thing called store boxes where you're like running an enterprise. It's like a little business you mm-hmm. try to start. You want a honey bun? One for two. I'm going to give you my honey bun. I want two back. And I remember trying to start a store box and the dude, I had a dude buck on me, right? Like, I'm not paying you shit. Get it how you live. And I was like, oh shit, this is it. I got to, this is what, this that's is where I start my claim. Yeah. This is, yeah, the test. That's a test. This is yeah. where they find out if I'm one of the punk asses <laughs> or I'm somebody who's going to stand up for me. I remember, man, dude was big. He was kicking my ass, slamming me, but I just was relentless, man. I, they would count time would come. They would break us up when they're ready to release us out again into the pot. I was going back to fight him. And it got to the point where the guy was like, his boys was like, look, man, here's the shit he owes. Let's just leave this shit alone, right? And it, even though I was getting my ass whooped, it kind of created a respect level. For sure. Like, this is a guy that's going to stand up for himself, which which is funny later on as the years go by, I actually get into it with the same guy, but this time I'm, like, healthy. <laughs> I've been eating noodles and noodles and shit lifting. I'm like, yeah. You, Syrup and jelly. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> you got all the fast cars. and yeah. shit. I'm like, yeah, let's go now, motherfucker. You was body. So it's... It's weird how that world works, you know what I mean? But yeah. I learned a lot, man. I learned a lot um, being in that situation. So, so dude, you get out of jail, right? Like, you do all this time, you get out. You've got, what'd you say, 100 bucks? Uh, they give you $25. 25 bucks. 25 bucks to buy a, a bus ticket. Now what? You're literally deposited back into society. Yeah, with nothing. With nothing. Literally mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. What was your family so, support like during that time? Um. So... Me and my father were already rocky. Yeah. Like I my I hadn't talked to my father in like three and a half years. Like hmm. it's one of those. Like I had a beef with him, but I always respect him, right? Right. Like that's something that the Bible says you should always honor and respect your father and your mother. And I always will honor my father and my mother. But we were beefing before I went into to prison. And um I knew that I did not want to go back. 
I needed to change the surroundings of where I lived. Yeah. Um, so I decided instead of going back to Virginia, I'm going to be released to North Carolina where my father was living. So he, I went to transition at my father. I think I'm blasted two months and then I left to go with an ex-girlfriend that I used to be with before I went to prison. So the support was, it was there. Um, but even with the support, I still really had to work hard, really, really had to work hard. Well, it's a whole new environment. You got a new set of rules you got to try to follow, right? You just yep. you, you, you probably just finished adjusting to the prison rule, and now you got to now I had to relearn yeah. everything. Yeah. Re- relearn everything. Like, um, I think the best thing you the, if we use cell phones, the flip cell phone with a panda bear, black and white panda bear, was like the hottest thing you could have. I to coming home, you have Facebook and all these different things, and then the phone rings in the car. And I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> the phone's ringing in the car. Like, so it, it was kind of a culture shock for me, but um, I didn't let it stop me, man. I mean, challenge after challenge after challenge, I had to overcome it. So Craig, um, back in, I'd say probably 2004, 2005, I spent an afternoon in the Riley County jail. Oh, really? So I knew before I ever researched it, I could see that you'd been in the clink. I had that kind of connection with you. I knew you. Get the fuck out of we, here, dude. <laughs> real, real recognize real. You know what I'm real saying? Real recognize so, real. Yeah, yeah. But, but in what all seriousness, here's, here's my question for you. We were we were talking a little bit. He's fucking hard. He, this motherfucker's hard as nails, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's going in real. I was like, well, let's see what he's got. He, he was yeah. under selling Bibles. That's what he went in for. Yeah. You guys talking about jelly and syrup. I'm talking about almond butter right here. <laughs> 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 That is hilarious. <laughs> no, but uh, in all seriousness, so you you were talking a little bit before we Here's actually new name, new meaning to the word nut butter, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, but uh, you know we were talking a little bit before we started recording. You're talking about kind of your your family background, that kind of thing, and I think you'd be the first to say nothing forced you into the decisions that you made, no. and no, there were no factors that that compelled you to do that. But I'm curious, what were the lies that you believed or embraced that led you to make those bad choices um can you clarify more about what what you mean yeah like i mean what what really was the impetus for you deciding okay well i've got i've got a mom and dad i know a little bit about the bible in terms of honoring my mom and dad so it sounds like you had a little bit of a solid foundation yeah what were the factors that kind of contributed to you going down that path uh and that's a good question that's something i often try to critique if i could go back so that i can connect with other, with youth that may be going through that transition. Maybe they've gotten in trouble or something. And, I, you know, I, we, we all hear like this right now in our society, how important fathers are, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a father, but my mother and father, they went through a divorce, right? So my, even though I had a great father that was always a father, he was not there per se, like if you had a father that was always there. But when he was there, he, he instilled certain values and principles in me. Um, so me taking that path was more so a, a decision on, on my part. Um, but I, they, I guess my, they, they raised me to, they've always raised me to work hard. Right. So the, the, if I were to say lies, the lies in the sense of, um, like, let's say the whole black thing, like, oh, you're black. And because you're black, you got to really, really work your ass off because, man, they don't want to see, nobody wants to see you excel and 
this, that, and the third. So if, if that, if I were to say that's a lie, that, that is one of the lies um, that I would say uh, as far as just society yeah. per se. Um, another lie would be people constantly, no matter what color you are, people constantly would say, oh, you can't do something. Or, oh man, you're done now. You're a felon. You ain't gonna be able to get your gun rights back. You're done. Oh, life is gonna be so hard for you, man. You, you're gonna have to just get construction job and that kind of lie. Right, right. Which obviously I've defied all of those yeah. um, lies thus far. So like so. your mistakes define you from here on out. Yeah, like like that's, that's what it. they were you. got a black you. cloud. You're gonna yeah. be a black sheep now. Well, I think they start that now. They're starting. I mean, like if we're being, if we're gonna have an honest conversation. This is where we get into the CRT stuff. You know, oh, they look they look at black children and they lit the people who trust them the most, their parents, their teacher, or I'm sorry, the people they look up to for guidance, yep. parents, teachers, uh, school officials, okay? Mm-hmm. Athletes. Um, um, athletes. Big athletes. P- like people LeBron that think that they're the gatekeepers of. Bro, right. how can we, we can't look, and I'm getting way ahead of myself here, but the truth is, is that, dude, society creates this scenario where black children do not believe they have the opportunity to win. And if you convince a child, no matter what color, that they cannot do something because their, their pigment is different than, I mean, bro, first of all, are we that primitive of a, of a species where we are literally evolved from fucking who knows how long we're still arguing over the pigment of people's skin. Yeah, it's like unfortunate. That, it's fucking, it, dude, it's so elementary and primitive that if you really think about it, it's it's sad. It's sad that we do that in this country. And, and, and now we have these systemic things like CRT, which if we want to talk about real systemic racism, the real systemic racism is looking at a black child or a brown child and saying, you can't be anything because you were born here looking like that. Or on the flip side, telling a little white child or some wrong. They're inherently going to be racist just because they're correct. Like, Dude, it's, that it, it's crazy. It's fucked like, up. Man. I argue with these people constantly. Yeah. Online, they think that everybody white is racist yeah. inherently. Like, if you had a child, the moment that the child is born, it's a racist child because they're white. It's like. Like that is pure evil yeah. and hatred. Like that's like, what? I watch my son walk in that classroom. I don't give a shit if you're black, white, pink, purple, boy, girl, they's going and play. Yeah, exactly. Like, the the kids born, don't know man. what the hell is going on. They don't no. look at things at that lens. And I guess to go into your question, that's the lie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, because you're black, you got to work so much harder. But guess what? You're white and you got to work so much harder. This Spanish guy over here, he, he's got to work so much harder. Everybody has to work so much harder. If you want to be actually be anything in this world. That's the thing that gets lost, Craig, is like, dude, we it's it's hard for fucking everybody. It's not easy for anybody. And dude, are there scenarios still in this country where a black person may be treated differently than a white person? Yeah, there probably are. But I would argue that those scenarios are based off of previous experiences. It's a personal bias. Correct. So like if you have a police officer who is uh, a little nervous because he's got three black males in front of him. Well, the reason he's fucking nervous is because he's been in this situation before and things have happened yeah. usually. Or and it so, happened to their partner. Correct. So we, and we talked about this on the black square episode, you know, if we really want to fix shit, we have to fucking all grow the fuck up and say, Hey dude, 
This ain't about black or white or brown or red or yellow or anything. This is about us being good people and good individuals and taking the leadership in all of our communities and teaching them the right things. Whether I'm a white man and, you know, speaking to, to my little circle of people or uh, you as a black man, you're speaking to the people that you influence. The way to fix this shit, guys, is that we all have to say, hey, we're not buying this shit no more and we're going to be above it and we're going to teach the right things and be the right things. Yeah. Be the and, example. Yeah. The problem right now, though, is that we're trying to create solutions for things that aren't really problems. Right. And then the things that are really problems, we ignore. Yeah. Right. So so one of the things that really caught me off guard, have you guys seen the new trailer for the movie Karen? Have you seen that? I haven't seen it. So. Well, I, w- I want to touch on it because you, you've actually you, you've talked about it, but so th- this new movie is coming out called Karen. And so. Basically, it's creating this idea that every single black person that buys a house in a white neighborhood is going to get attacked by a white person, right? Like, that's the overarching theme of this movie. What's the movie? What's that's the, movie? the propaganda. Yeah. So what's the movie about? It's about the, a black family moving into an all-white neighborhood and their next-door neighbor, is that, Karen. Is no, that, let, let me tell it how it is. <laughs> this is real as fuck. Let me tell you how this shit is, man. The Karen movie is about a racist white Karen. They call her Karen. She gets a new black couple in their neighborhood and she's apparently she's racist and she starts terrorizing and trying to kill their neighbor. Brother's oh, a cop. Shit. But it, it, it the brother's a cop, yeah. but it's propaganda. So she gets him to harass these people, too. Like yeah. all of them are in on it. The terrorizing black folks. It's all the propaganda. Well, that that's going to create a healthy fucking. Perception. It, it does not help. Holy it's racially fuck. charged. It's antagonistic. It's more propaganda and it's stereotyping. I bet then, it doesn't get banned from Twitter and Facebook. Oh, no. absolutely not. No. And, and this is the thing. Like, we live in a country where freedom of speech, yeah, you can express and do whatever you want to do, but it doesn't necessarily mean you, sh- you should do it. But hey, you have the freedom to do it. But how would the same people that say they want equality, the social justice warriors, right? The people that are running around with the black squares, and they're pumping their fists in the air and they're all the black love and pro-black and all that stuff, right? Do you notice that most of those people are fucking white, right? <laughs> you, you, I know. Dude, that's, dude I, I know. I see them out there washing people's fucking feet. <laughs> Can you imagine that shit? They're washing people's funky ass feet. Don't touch and my fucking Pumping right, their no. fists in the you air with solidarity. The reviews we get, bro. Oh, I get God, these reviews. You're getting ready to get some reviews. Remember the one? Of, oh, bro. I don't fucking care. Fucking bring me the reviews, bitch. I don't give a fuck. Dude, we laugh at them. So just remember that. When you fucking dog me, I'm sitting in my gym, probably just got on my fucking Ferrari, and me and DJ are fucking laughing at, laughing at it. So, dude, but remember that one we got a few weeks ago where that dude was like, or the woman was like, yeah, just another white guy who talks about how he has black friends. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. Like, and then, but then they go on and, and they fucking read it and you could tell it's coming from a white person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. and it's like, bro, you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. None of the hate that I ever get for talking about it these things. From black ever, ever, ever. It's always white, cushy liberals who grew up middle class or upper middle class who, and dude, the truth is, they feel guilty for them not having any resistance, so they yeah. got a warrior for everybody else's shit. Right. right and like, dude, right. y'all motherfuckers need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because you don't have any real experience. You don't. You don't even know what it's really like. You've never been out there in the real world. Yep. And, dude, we're but, fucking tired of it. That, that's the biggest thing, right? Because the the narrative it can be scary, right? So like seeing that movie, Karen, right? If if let's say this was pre, I bought my house, right? Then the movie came out yeah. and I saw that movie. 
It, it would probably scare the shit out of me, right? But the Dude, truth it's gonna is, shape some people's minds. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna fuck with well, some people. Was it similar? I mean, you just moved in well, a, 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 prim, a primarily white. That's dude. my thing. Do you have Bro, a Karen and, and so that's the you? thing. It's like it's like, but so you hear this narrative, but go step wait, wait, wait. into so the let's, real world. Let's stop. Let's, so you have a real perspective on this, right? DJ, DJ, for real. When I met DJ, one of his goals, and by the way, I'm super proud of this dude because he's a fucking hard ass worker. He fucking has lost 50 fucking something pounds since we that. started training. Uh, yeah. Oh, bro. <laughs> bro, bro, this motherfucker was fat. Yeah, I was fat. Okay. <laughs> no, I was, it was bad. Now he's just chubby. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're working on it. And, and I'm and slim thick. That's right. Slim thick. It's a bit, it's fucking <laughs> that's sexy. Shit. That's right. So, dude, and that's the look right now, yeah, bro. Hey, that hey. is the look. So, Warmth in yeah, the winter, that's right. Shade in the summer. That's right, right that's bro. So this dude comes in. He's got all these goals, right? And like, you know, I don't know this dude from anybody. I'm, he's telling me all this shit, and I'm looking at him. He's 350. I'm like, yeah, right. You know, whatever. This motherfucker tells me he's like, he had just gotten his uh his his fiance. They were having a baby, and he's like, yeah, dude, I'm getting my shit together. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, dude, when I see somebody who's overweight like that, I know, I know, I've been that. Yeah, I've been yeah. 350. I've been the guy who says, man, I'm going to get my shit together for 10 years straight. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Like, I've been that dude. So I kind of didn't take it seriously. You know, yeah. no offense to you. No, yeah. But like, I hear this shit everywhere. And, you know, sure as fuck, dude, weight's coming off. Shit's coming together. Dude gets himself a fucking, he never lived in a house before in his entire life. We nice. went to, we went and see, dude, people don't know this about you. They yeah. think that you live some cush shit. Oh, no. This motherfucker grew up with, with, with a one parent household in the worst neighborhood in fucking St. Louis. And if you know St. Louis, St. Louis is a murder capital per capita of the United yep. States. Terrible place. Okay. For, for, for crime, wonderful people, bad leadership. Um, that's my take on St. Louis, by the way, I'm running for mayor next year. Yeah. So I'll fix this shit. <laughs> but here's the thing. You know, we we drive down to see where, you know, David Dorn, uh, the police officer that got killed when the riots were happening this past year. Yeah, yeah. So, so we went down to pay our respects. We got to talking about where we each come from and where we, you know, where he comes from, where I come from, et cetera, like et cetera. The background, yeah. yeah. And this dude has never lived in a house before. Never lived in a house. Always apartments his whole life. I couldn't fucking, like, to me, that was the thing that blew my mind. I'm like, fuck, dude. Imagine never, ever, ever. Like he's a homeowner now. Yeah, that's which right. Is a big accomplishment, bro. And in a fucking white neighborhood. Yeah. Are, do they treat you bad, bro? I, I get so much. Peaceful, love. ain't it? Bro, like like my next door neighbor <laughs> shares. Peaceful, bro. It's <laughs> hey, let's be real, man. Bro, that's the thing. I get, like, bro, I don't have no fucking potholes on my street. There's no fucking trash in the gutters. I mean, like, you got it, HOA it fees now. I do have yeah. HOA. <laughs> fees. But, but bro, they're not coming. Nobody's fucking with you. No, no, bro. Yeah. Listen, I, my, that's because I ain't turned the troops on yet, son. <laughs> the KKK. Well, did you, did, did anybody trash. like um knock on your door and bro, welcome that, you with that like that was the craziest, bro? So listen, I swear to God. So no shit. So we we. The day we're moving in, right? Like we're moving in, like we're bringing, you know, bringing shit in the house, and we get a fucking knock on the door. And I'm here, like, you're like, oh shit, here it comes. Oh, oh, shit. He's got, he's he's got, got, he's got, he's got his piece. So I open the door, and it's this little white lady, and she has this fucking cup of a uh, little, little tray of cupcakes. That's, <laughs> it, that's, that's it. it. And, and like, like bro, I love it, white it people. Blew my mind because I'm like, bro, I've seen this shit in the movies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's real. This is interesting. I fucking take, I take those cupcakes and. We, we go in the kitchen and we like Alex is like she's like babe should we eat them like do you think we should eat them like are they <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like hey listen I'm like listen if, if this if, if this go take me out I'm gonna let it fucking take me out yeah. I fucking ate it it's the best fucking cupcake I ever had in my life 
and and now me and her husband we compete for who who has the best lawn like Dude, it's, it's beautiful. And so, oh, like so you're doing real white people uh, shit. Oh, uh, bro, bro, listen. The flag is flying. My fucking stripes are getting on point. Now you know talking, what I'm saying? Like, white stripe. Yeah. I just, white I, New Balance. I got to get the New Balances. There I ain't there go. yet. I got you. But I got the gas grill. But I mean, my, my point is, though, it's like, so you hear these these narratives that come out, right? And, and it's the same analogy that I gave. I might have been the Black Square, too, right? It's like you're sitting inside your house in this box, and somebody comes in every fucking day in the room so they don't go outside. It's raining, Right? Like, okay, cool. I don't want to get wet. And then the next day they come in. Hey, bro, listen, you go outside. It's a fucking thunderstorm. Don't go out there. There's fucking tornadoes. You don't go outside. And they come in the next time, bro. There's a fucking hurricane. But then you look at them like you're not even fucking wet. Right? And so so you you, you go outside of that narrative. You go, you step outside and it's fucking beautiful. Right? Yeah. Like, and so like that's how you have to challenge those narratives. And so this this thing about the fucking Karen movie, it really bothers me because that's gonna hold a lot of people back from even fucking attempting to be homeowners, right? And the reality is, is you go in those situations going to be fucking 10 times better than what you're, the, the bullshit that you're dealing with right now. Yep. Like where we came from on the loft that was downtown in St. Louis, we had protests up and down our street. People were breaking fucking windows down. Bro, there were shootings on the street every fucking every night. Every night. I sent, the, I, I've sent you videos. Yeah. Like they were fucking carjackings right in front of my house. You know what I'm saying? Dude, so it's, it's like- It's stereotyping. We and, gotta and, and break it's not it. healthy, especially with the climate no. that we have right now in our society. It's stereotyping. And what's funny, these social justice warriors, these gatekeepers of the world that that are already successful to tell a whole nother uh, group of people. Right. We all know life and death is in the tongue. You can speak life over somebody, but you can also speak death. And it's funny that these gatekeepers, these people that are already successful, these grifters, they always speak death over other people saying, oh, there's something systemic. There's something that's holding you back. Right. Because of the color of your skin. So when you see these type of um, poetic uh, artwork displayed through Hollywood, like Karen, it's so ster- it's so much stereotype and propaganda. You have to ask these people, hey, it's wrong. Wrong is wrong. Would you like it if they made a movie, a white director made a movie called Shaquisha? A, a angry black racially charged woman that's willing to fight you in any fast food restaurant or, or airport? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's stereotyping yeah. and, and it's just wrong. So I can't stand that movie. <laughs> I can't stand that, that this is happening in our country. Well, I think that Craig too, bro. I think the important point of this is you, we have to understand this isn't just art. It's not just art. No, it's not. This it's, is designed, it's strategically. That's correct. So, so, you know, we, when you, when we sit here and we talk about fuck, it's wrong. Well, it's only wrong based on our value system. Yep. It's not wrong based it's on the value system of saying, Hey, we need to create some stuff. So that this keeps the division going so that we can. That's cap- exactly correct. Because, dude, you guys, whether you're black, white, left, right. It, I don't give a fuck, by the way. I don't care. There's a lot of people from the left listening to this show. I consider myself part of the middle. The left don't consider me that. They consider me far right. Because <laughs> oh, everybody's far right that doesn't agree with the narrative yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'm okay with that, too. I don't really give a fuck what you guys think. My job here and what I strive for is solutions and coming together in unity and it and and dude we we cannot do that when we have people who are constantly fear-mongering and yes. throwing a message to people because bro you can't if it, let's just take your example DJ you know you have someone let's just say who's told a certain thing their whole life and then you know they start to see a little bit you're like oh fuck dude I don't know this doesn't seem right and then all of a sudden you got this movie or that propaganda or this message coming from LeBron James or this or that or this you're like see I knew that shit was true so it's like 
it's very dangerous for us not to question what the purpose is for the information that we're receiving, no matter where you are, uh, whether you're a black man or a white man or a brown man or like to me, I don't give a fuck what you are. I see everybody the same as Americans. Yeah. Um, and I wish we would, we would get, we're, we're moving away from that. I think the last couple of years, I actually yeah. think at this moment right now, we are actually moving towards that for the first time that I've been able to notice because I see a lot of people who are frustrated with the politics. I mean, we fucking all are, bro. Yeah. We, every people single are one sick of us, of it. bro, we all know, we all know that when we go out in the real world and we go to the store or we go to here, or we go to the, most people are good. Most. Yeah. And dude, they're feeding this shit down our throats so that in my opinion, and this is what I see, I'm pretty good strategic thinker, um, to keep certain segments of the population where they are yeah. so that they can continue to get the vote for them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, bro, it, like you can't vote for, <laughs> hey, we're going to fix all these problems if there's not any fucking problems. So we have to create the problems to create the vote, to create these guys power. And when right. we think about it like that, it makes perfect sense. Well, I mean, Andy, it's every election. All we always hear is these campaign vote or die. Vote or die, right? And it's like, we need change. We need change. But I'm just going to talk about me, the black community. Yeah. It's very monolithic, right? 97% clip votes for the same party every single time, right? And it's like, these people are always saying, we need change, we need change. But they keep voting for the same party, which some, most of these states- Expecting a different outcome. Expecting a different outcome. Most of these states are blue states, Right. Ran by black mayors, ran by uh, they have black police chiefs. Some of these inner cities have predominant black police officers. So it's like, hey, you keep putting the same political party that you want change. It's the same one that you guys keep voting for in the same states that you live in that run the same well, cities. And by the way, and, they're coming with the same message. Look at all over this and shit. over and over. Look at all this problem. The problem never gets fucking fixed at all. It's been 50 years. When are we going to fix it, guys? Right. Right. And I feel like people are invested to keep it going. Oh, absolutely. You, you cannot convince me that America is more racist today than it was for previous years. Like Obama, right? Obama did a speech in 2013 in Morehouse College. And he's, he, he, and you can look it up. This, you can quote it. He says, it doesn't matter what your upbringing was. It doesn't matter if you've been faced with discrimination. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Wh whatever you think you're going through, it literally is a pale compared to previous generations. We have opportunities. He also spoke about how we have to compete against the world. People from coming from other humbling beginnings, other countries to come to America and they strive. They literally strive. Like if I use the Nigerian, mm -hmm. right? There's Nigerians that's blacker than all of us in this room. But the Nigerians considered, um, they, they actually refer to them superior in performance when it comes to academia, even in business, financing. They're black. If it's color of a skin and there's someone on the 13th floor and the system is so biased towards the color of why, your skin, why, why, why is the Nigerian? have a pass? The Nigerian comes yeah. here and destroys, man. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, that is just one example of many. So it's, and like I was telling you, in this country, the American dream, the system, the system will work if you work the system, right? If you make good decisions and you live a life and you have, you build relationship currencies, 
uh, and you work and you work and you never give up and you're consistent and you follow the universal principle of success, right? Which cares nothing about what color you are, cares nothing about how big you are or how skinny you are, how tall or how short you are, what your creed is or what your religion you are. If you practice those universal principles of success daily, consistently with urgency and patience at the same time, and you're applying yourself and you're crafting your craft, molding your craft, learning new skill and applying it and bringing value to the marketplace, it will in return pay for it. It will pay off. But people have lost how to win. Mm -hmm. They have literally lost how to win. So I, I always love to use my story just to inspire people and encourage them that, hey, this same America with all these narratives and all this stuff that's going on, like you've got to be able to take the cloak off, wake up from the coma if you're in one, move the dust out of your eye and really look at the clear picture of what it really takes to be successful and really make something of yourself, how to make a difference, right? It's possible, right? I'm the same guy, an American dream, built myself up. I made dumb decisions, turned my life around. I have a significant amount of success now. I got so much more to go. I get plenty of confirmations that I'm on the right path. Got all my silver rights back. Remember, I went to prison for shooting two people. The same country that they say is so racist and the system is against me because of the color of my skin. I got my civil rights back, including my Second Amendment rights. The same, I went to prison, lost all yeah. my rights for shooting people. And now you I received all my rights back. Well, even and now the two you're a, a, a successful business owner, dude, and you're only going oh. further that way. Yeah. You know, so here's something that I was wondering about you. Um, when you, when, and I think this kind of lends itself to what Vaughn asked earlier in yeah. a different way. So when you were, when you were uh, running the streets and doing the bad shit, yeah, okay, did you have a different mentality in terms of like the victim mindset then? Um, I never had me personally. Yeah. I never had a victim mindset, yeah. but I will say I didn't see a vision for myself at the time. Yeah, there's no. I didn't. I and that's just as bad as the CRT shit. By it the way, is. you know, and, and we tell what's just as bad is telling people not only can they not be anything, but not giving them any fucking leadership to be anything. And I think that's what's missing in the country right now. Yeah. What's missing is we don't have good leadership, right? We all know you guys are leaders. You guys run a very successful company. It would not be this successful if you didn't have the right leadership, right? So leadership's important. Our country does not have good leadership. Mm -mm. I always use an example, like if we use history, um, you guys know who Booker T. Washington is, right? Dude, I was just going to bring him up. Booker T. Washington is <laughs> like one of the original conservatives, right? Yeah, right. I'm, I'm conservative. Booker, you, had, you had Booker T. It was binary. You had Booker T. Washington versus W.E.B. Du Bois. W.E.B. Uh, Du Bois was like an agitator. No, we got to fight. We got to riot. We got to burn things down. We got to agitate to get progress in this country, right? What do we see right now? We have the W.E.B. Du Bois frame of leadership right now within just using the black community uh, and white liberals as well in this country. It's to agitate. It's to push, push, push. That's what we have when versus the, uh, Booker T. Washington was, hey, um, let's, we're all in America. Let's respect each other. Let's respect ourselves. Let's build ourselves up. Let's uh, empower each other through education, through learning. Let's build businesses. Let's go out and add value to the marketplace. Let's pull ourselves up by the bootstrap, right? Which he was one of the people where eventually the president consulted him. Yeah. 
Right? Did they yep. consult W.E.B. Du Bois? No. Right. Not saying that W.E.B. Du Bois didn't have a legacy, but Booker T. Washington's legacy is a whole, so much more powerful. Right. He, he didn't take an anti-white stance or an anti-American stance. So if we look at this country, that's what we're going through right now. Just you know, using our past. You, you know what amazes me about that comparison that you made, uh, Craig, is that you look into both of those guys' lives and Booker T. Washington horrific background up yeah. from slavery. Yep. W.B. Du Bois. He comes from he Cush, comes from entitled Cush. Entitled from the Cush. North when it was free. He's, he's got all these degrees. He's respected by all these academics. And yeah, I mean, he, Booker T. Washington, by today's standards, he would be considered pretty pretty controversial because he was like- They would, call, not, him, they would call him what they call me, uh, Uncle Tom. That's right. Like, and he well, didn't he say basically, listen, I'm not concerned about- s- segregation or desegregation. I'm concerned with us taking care of our business yep. and becoming so excellent at what we do that eventually the white man says, huh, let's do business with those guys. Right. And, exactly. And, and it's becoming undeniable. And, and That's Du Bois it. didn't, but Du Bois essentially say, oh, you're capitulating. You're just basically, well, I mean, I don't want to use the term, enemies. but they essentially called him the white man's house, you know? Yep. And, uh, and, but what, what's fascinating to me about that is that if you look at the history of the civil rights movement, you got your, you got your Booker T. Washington, you got your Du Bois, but then even with, you know, in the 60s, you had Martin Luther King, who wasn't like modern day people saying, America sucks. He was saying, actually, American ideals are amazing. Yep. The problem is, is you all aren't living up to your ideals. Now, if we actually Bond live up to our right ideals. <laughs> preach, Bond, preach. Pastor disaster. And, but, but what's amazing is if you get into, if you get into Martin Luther King, half of his quotes are from the founding fathers. Half of his quotes are yep. basically saying, I love America, but- you guys aren't living up to America. Yep. Whereas you got the the Malcolm X over there going, screw America by any means yep. necessary. Plymouth Rock landed on us, et cetera, et cetera. So my question is, you mentioned that that the current black community is so monolithic in its culture. Okay? Well, I think they're presented that way, bro. They're presented, so, yeah. So, so that's a media manipulation. I just have to jump in. Yeah. A lot they, of them are like nonpartisan, you know what I mean? I think there's, I think from from what I've observed, is there's a lot of the black culture who has conservative beliefs. Absolutely. And, you and just call them the wrong thing. Well, 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 we're raised that way. Yeah, for sure. And dude, the thing is, is that, that now it's more so they don't want to say out loud that because the truth is, bro, that Du Bois mentality exists within the black culture right now. Anytime a, a young black man or a young black woman st- tries to better themselves or goes out in the traditional path of trying to become successful and does so in the company of white people, they are told that they're a sellout. Yep. They are told yep. that they are kissing ass to the white man. Or and you bro, acting white. So, yeah. But so, so what does that do? That all they're doing is going out in the world, bro. The world, the statistics are uh, 12 to 13% African-American. That means most of the people are going to be a different color than you if you're black. Yeah. So if you're out in the world and you're trying to make your way and you're trying to do all this shit and you got all your people saying, hey, you're fucking sellout, that's not a good thing. It's like thing. a crab in a barrel. That's right. That's a cultural issue that has to be fixed. We yeah. should be rewarding and praising people who go out and try to better themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, not selling out anything. It's working together to make a better place. I 100%. Yeah. That, that is one of the most damaging things. But dude, things when you're 14 or 15 or 16 yeah. years old and you're saying, I want to do this, I want to do that, and I want to do this, and your 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 big brother or your big cousins down the street who are 25 
who are, you know, doing their fucking fucked up shit that you were doing. Yeah. That they, shit's exciting. Yeah, right. Well, no, it's <laughs> yeah. not just that, but they're telling these younger, impressionable people, you don't have a fucking chance to do that, bro. And if you do do it, you're a sellout to me. Right. So like, dude, that that sort of resistance is wrong. It yeah. is. It's yeah. um, American. I always say we need culture reform in America. Yeah, for sure. There's so many aspects of American culture that needs reform, right? In the black community in America, right? It needs culture reform as well. Mm -hmm. They glorify the badass syndrome is what I call it. It's glorified. It's even in the music. Right. I, sometimes I refer to the music as suicidal poetry with good beats. Yeah. Hmm. Right. It's constantly. And bro, I love it, but I'm not going to argue with that. Dude, I love yeah. it, too. It's yeah. got good. It's suicidal poetry sometimes with yeah. good beats. It's like, man. Yeah. 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 But the whole time you rock it out, they're talking about killing people. And it's it's, dude, fuck this it's dude, getting kid. you in that mindset yeah. of the negative. It it's totally you does. in the badass syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm lifting weights. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like there's a lot of influence. Yeah. That um, really, it's just overly glorified. Like they sometimes we overly glorified being from the hood. Yeah. Right. Like it's, that shit ain't cool. It's not cool <laughs> at all, man. Like we we should glorify Doctor Ben. Uh, not not Doctor Ben. Um, Ben Carson. Yeah. Right. We should glorify Thomas. This Sowell. person being a doctor. And, yeah. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. but I get and maybe in some instances they do, right? But I didn't. Where was it at? I didn't see it when I was growing up. You know, everybody wanted to be well, a Well, that's thug. not part of the narrative, bro. It, we, it really there's is. There's plenty of black successful people out there. And they're that, just not promoted. They're because not. Because that's not part of the indoctrination. The indoctrination is black people need to stay poor. They need to stay fighting at their throats. They need to uh, create these things so that they can vote for us to fix the problems that don't yep. actually exist. Exactly. Yep. And that's, that is, we have to get smarter about that. And like, dude, this is not a, to me, this is not a race issue. This is a fucking American culture issue. It's a, we need culture yes. reform. I agree with well, you. Well, there's another question reform. too. It's like when you look at when you have these successful black people, right? You don't you, you don't see them out at fucking BLM protests holding up signs. No, know? but you do see some of them who yeah. are the ones that they, are they, glorified. They're gatekeepers. The I ones mean. that are glorified by the media are, perpetuate the shit. The they're they're a part there. of the machine. Yeah, yes. but that's they're, the thing. It's like the democratic cabal. But they, but yeah. like the real success, like so, like a Dave Stewart, for example, right? He's not going to be at a BLM protest, but CEO that of man gives technology that here man gives He's from Ferguson. Billions of dollars every Bro, fucking year. No, 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 no. He's multi-billion. No, I'm saying, but he gives millions of oh, dollars. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he he does actual change. He fit, yeah. he, and he does, kept it here, right? He kept, kept it here. Yeah. yeah. He kept it in. Ferguson, insane. dude. One of the Imagine how many jobs he created through that, man. Bro, there's, yeah. there's, there, I, th I want to say there's at least 6,000 employees in Maryland Heights right now f just from him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the real successful people, you're not going to hear them get on those. Like, you're not going to hear Dave Stewart say anything's holding them back. That's what my issue is. It's like, but I gotta hear LeBron James tell me that there's something I, holding dude, back. Dude, it drives which, me which insane. Which makes no fucking sense, bro. You're fucking one of the richest dudes in the fucking world. And famous, it, dude, it, 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 fucking it, 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 it literally yeah. drives and me insane. And why is he? Why is he? Because he fucking worked hard. Right. Right. It's the I call them. They think that they're gatekeepers. Most of the people that tell you that something in this country is holding you back, the people that are plastered and overly perpetuated on media, they push that narrative, that message. If, does anybody ever ask these people are successful? Why right. are they speaking death over me? Right. Telling me that there's something that holds me back. It, nothing holds me back. These okay. people are successful. And I, when people, I argue with them, I said, well, are you successful? Yeah, but my, but, but you're an anomaly and an antidote and an exception to the Outlier. rule. But mm -hmm. I'm like, 
your your story and what you did, you can't speak for the, the totality. You can't speak for everybody. But I'm like, well, how are you going to speak for everybody to say that something holds them back? Well, Craig, isn't anybody who's who's successful in anomaly? You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't isn't that isn't that the point? Right. The point is, it's fucking hard for everybody. It, it is. Yeah. And like, like, like I was telling you, I'm an it, anomaly amongst my fucking friends and network. And I mean, fuck. But why? Dude. Because I fucking haven't taken a motherfucking day off in fucking 23 years. You sacrificed. Yeah. Maybe you didn't go to that party. No, you didn't well, do that it was, drug. It, it was an investment. You, you, you risked. Yeah. You, 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 you yeah. did the necessary things. You never quit. Right. Could other people at the time did what you guys did? They quit. But they quit. Yeah. It's the same thing with me. I went to prison. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see how that's a race thing. It's not a race thing. Yeah. It's it's like I was telling you, um, when you're born, you're born looking like your mother and your father, but you're gonna die looking like the decisions that you made. You're gonna die with looking like the decisions that you made. So are you out there being a thug in the street and you die that way? That's based, that's gonna paint based off the decisions that you make. Or were you a philanthropist and you made yourself extremely successful and you donated and gave to charities and, and you tried to make a difference in the way that you wanted to make a difference. Or maybe you just never gave up and you did something amazing or you invented something or you are a great artist or a poet or an actress, actress whatever it is, right? And, and it always goes down to your decision. Decisions literally determine your outcome. It's, it's not a color thing. Me going to prison was not because of my color. It was my decision. Me being having the success that I have now being in business it's not because of color. It's the decisions, right? It goes back. The universal principle of success does not care about what color you are. It's the decisions that you make daily over a course of time, period. You can't argue with me. You sit, bring me somebody that you feel is something's holding them back, that there's something in the system. Let's dig into their life. Let me see their bank account. Let me see their daily uh, activity. What What are they deciding to do with What's their, their time? What's their spending habits? What's their spending What's habits? What's their earning habits? Did they pick up a book? Did they listen to a podcast? Did they get try to apply and go to college or go into the military? Or did they purchase a program, something that's going to further educate them? Are they trying to learn a skill? All we have to do is dig into anybody's life. It's not a white or black thing. You can make dumb decisions. Like I was telling you, Andy, if you today started making dumb decisions and oh, I'm just going to drink and I'm stressed at whatever, and you started just frivolously spending and making poor leadership decisions, Believe me, your business is going to start tanking over time. It's like the 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 water fountain that drips, mm-hmm. the doop, mm-hmm. doop, and over time, before you know it, your water bill is like five hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Life is the same way. Your decisions, uh, what do they call it? The slight edge effect. Oh right? yeah, the compound compounding effect, interest. Right. Yeah. Your daily decisions compound, whether they're positive decisions or negative decisions, they compound. Using me, do you know how many people come home from prison? If we use the the statistics, it's not a white or black thing or some system. It's their decisions. I could have, they could have made decisions like me, which some do, and they make like completely inspire people and turn things around. Or they can go back to the same things that put them into prison in the first place. So it's decisions, it's decisions, it's decisions. And it's just unfortunate. I think people need, like I was telling you, people need to learn how to win again. They don't know how to win. But I can tell you how you can win. Yeah. You want to know how you can win, DJ? They need to listen to real as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a plug for your ass. Dude, let me ask you this. Like, let's just say 
you know, cause we get a, a lot of younger, young bucks listening, you know what I'm saying? Like people who are 16, 17, 18. Um, let's just say that we've got some of these, these black and brown listeners right now who are young and they've been told, uh, Hey man, you ain't gonna be shit. You know, it's going to have, it's gonna be 10 times harder for you than it is for everybody else, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All the shit. And what, what would you say to that person? Um, you, you got to know how you got to stand on what you want for yourself, right? You have to be able to drown out the noise and understand it doesn't matter what color you are. Everybody is faced with challenges, right? Everybody's faced with things that they have to overcome. Like I was telling you guys earlier, um, I love the quote. I got this quote from Jim Rohn, right? One of the best motivational speakers that out there, he passed away. He was one of the greats. He said, life and business are like the changing seasons, right? You're going to go through winter, spring, summers, and falls throughout your whole entire life. So with that noise, with that, what you have to decipher out of, right? Things that people may be trying to tell you, oh, you can't do this, or oh, you can't do that. And you can't do this because of that. Or you don't, what makes you think you can do that? Use that as a fuel to push you on. I promise you, man, I promise you that um, life will reward you for not giving up and working and applying yourself over and over and just knowing it's going to happen for you. It will, man. It will. Sometimes, let's say you want to make it into the NBA. Not everybody makes it into the NBA. But through your hard work, it's like you can laterally pivot to the same place that you wanted to be in. Right. You know what I mean? It's just weird how yeah. it works that way. So what I would tell them is just never give up. Learn to drown out the noise and use those things that people say that you can't do as fuel to keep going forward. When you look at pivots, because you you know you look at a lot of you know rags to riches stories, and there's there's a moment, right? You go to you look at a drug addict who switches and turns their life around. You look at somebody who goes to prison and turns their life around. There's usually rock bottom, yeah, like rock bottom that creates the pivot. For you, when was rock bottom? Like, was it when you walked in, you know, with your tote, or was there a moment in prison where you had that experience where it was like, all right, man, I ain't doing this shit no more. Um, prison definitely made me feel like, man, I've hit rock bottom. And then since I've been home, released from prison, I've had other rock bottom moments, like sleeping in my car, right? I used to work at a gym and literally would sleep behind the gym in my car. That was like a rock bottom moment on people's couches. And I just always knew this is how it is right now. But I know it's going to change for me. I'm just going to keep doing the right thing. I'm just going to keep doing the right thing. And it, I mean, it's led and opened up so many doors for me. And uh, I got so much more to give to people. Uh, I, I literally want to dedicate my life to just trying to get people to understand, like, you just got to keep yeah, service. going. It, it gets dark sometimes. Well, I think, you know, you, you, you've led into this and there's, you know, there's a lot of people here today. So I've been, just been trying to, to listen and then apply. And then you talk about, you know, the persistency of going back and fighting that guy, right? Like keep showing up. And I think a lot of that plays back into life and success is, you know, the first couple of years or the first couple of challenges, man, it ain't going to be fun, but you're going to have to keep getting back up and you're going to have to keep yeah. showing up and you're going to have to keep executing. And I think in that, a lot of times the young bucks, as Andrew talks about, they get lost in that first part of the process because they don't see success after two weeks or two months or even shit, even two yeah. years, right? You're going to have to shovel shit for two years to understand it. Like, all right, now I've earned the right to get to the next level. And I think consistency in, in executing that discipline to the process is huge, right? Absolutely. For the young guy. And I, you know, when you start to see the 
successful habits around people who have changed their life, there's a moment, right? A pivot. Like for me, my relationship's a big thing. And there's a pivot that says, I'm not doing this shit anymore. And yep. I'm going to execute and move forward. And then it, there's that same exact uh, parallel in success. Like, man, I'm not doing this shit anymore. I'm going to fucking execute. I'm going to eliminate my own excuses. I'm going to show up every motherfucking day. And I'm at least going to give myself the best motherfucking shot that I can to win. And, yeah. it's, and it's to the principles that you've talked about over and over again. It's removing your own excuses. Understanding you got to take action or uh, take ownership of your own actions and execute day in Dude, and it, day out. It, there's a little voice that we all have, right? Everybody has like a bitch assness to him. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? There's a little voice. He's a motherfucker, isn't he? <laughs> Dude, there's a, and there's he's a, a good negotiator. You, 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 it's like, um, I don't know if you guys ever heard the analogy, which wolf are you feeding? Mm. Right? Which one are you feeding? There's a little voice that's telling you like, dude, you're fucking being lazy. Man, come on. You know you could have did more. You fucking slept half the day away. You're being lazy. Come on, man. You could have did more in the day. You're bullshitting. You said you were going to do that. You put it off for a whole week. So it's like at some point you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. And it's like the, the, the dog won't get up off the nail until it's, they actually feel the pain. So sometimes you do need to smack your face on the ground to realize, I, I don't want to live like this no more. I, like, I, I need to do something. I'm tired of living this way. There's no way that this is going to be my life. You know what I mean? You got to refuse to accept it. Refu but yeah. don't don't be a little bitch ass. No, it's, and, not, and it's not throwing a temper tantrum. It. It's, it's going out and taking productive steps to fix a situation. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that takes time. That takes time. You know, a lot of people want to go out and fix their life in one day. That, bro, that's not going to happen. It's, it's consistently making the right decisions over time. Thanks. Right. It's, um, I think, and I'm not trying to get too mystical on you guys. I think we don't understand time, right? We look at time and, oh, it's an urgency. Oh, shit. Six years of my life away doing nothing. I always tell people, like, I was released in 2009. If you would have asked me in 2009, I would see myself here today, right now on this podcast with some very successful people speaking and telling my story, I couldn't make the mental leap. If you would have asked me five years from when I was released, hey, you, you see yourself opening your own gym, literally building it from the dirt, I couldn't make the mental leap, man. You got to realize I was just fresh out of prison. Like, man, I'm just happy to be released. Yeah. I, you, you literally can't make a mental leap. So it doesn't matter where wherever you are in your life, right? You you. You cannot make a mental leap. You don't know where you're going to be five years, 10 years from now. You just have to know I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to keep working my ass off. I know what I want. And I'm just going to, by any means necessary, I'm going to try to figure it out. And you're going to fail and you're going to have to overcome and you're going to have little wins that confirm to you you're on the right path. Keep going. And, and along the way, you're going to meet great people. You're going to be good people. And people are going to help you. People are going to see you trying to help yourself, right? And I think to the young listeners, like, they need to understand that. Like, it, don't beat yourself up so much. Don't be so hard on yourself. You're young. Some of these people are, what, 19, 20, 21? You're young. Like, I came home at 25, man. I just turned 37. My life is, I feel like, man, I, my life is just beginning. So now that I look at my life, I don't look at it as so overwhelming. Like, I got time. Like, look how much I've accomplished in 
which in just 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you can't make the mental leap. You just know. Let me apply myself. Let me listen to the podcast. Let me listen to the people that are successful. What can I learn from them? Let me apply myself. Let me listen to that voice that's saying, hey, you're being a bitch assness. You know you're being lazy. Stop being stop being entitled. Stop complaining. Let me just work my ass off and figure it out. And then one day you look up and you're like, it's funny. I tell my homeboy Topher, right? Number one Billboard song. He's Patriot. badass. He's a badass. He's yeah. got the Patriot song, right? Topher was a major influence with me and in starting to speak out mm-hmm. and, and tell my story. I always tell him like, dude, how, man, how the hell did I get here? Right. And we laugh about it, but really like, I, I just wish it for everybody and it would happen for you. There, people have so much greatness and ability in them. They just have to understand, Hey, be patient, come from a gratitude standpoint, but also have urgency with the two. And in your urgency, you're applying yourself. And man, one day you'll look up and you'll be like, man, how did I get here? You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I think it's it's hard, though, especially when you're young, man. And this is a thing is like retrospective time goes so fast. You know what I mean? I'm 40 or 35. It seems like fuck, man, it was yesterday. But when you're 20, you think 25 is like light years away and 25 to 30 is light years away. You're like, dude, I can't do that for five fucking years. And when you're 40, you look back and think, fuck, I wish I'd have done that five years ago. Yeah. Yes. And that that switch is so like you have to learn. The time's going either way. Well, you can't control it. Right. And I think the only thing you can't control are your actions that happen in those time frames, right? The days, the minutes, the decisions. And learning that that compounding interest at the slide edge that we talk about, you know, that compounding interest over time is your biggest fucking opportunity and the one that most people miss. And that's the that's the thing that, you know, I wish I could give them the younger version of myself, right? Because we always have like these little sprint modes. You you do great for 90 days. What happens you do great for 120? You know, what happens you do great for 280, 360? You know, and you start looking back at time and think, fuck, man, I wish I'd have done that 10 years ago. And now it's like, fuck, I can't wait five years. And you still, you never get around it. But the best time to start any change is today, right now. You know, and understanding that you're not different. We all have the same time. The sun rises and sunsets, whether you want it to or not, doesn't fucking matter. The wind's going to fucking blow. The storm's going to fucking come. What you do today matters for you, not for anybody else, because the world don't give a fuck. And that's the difference, right? Like we want to be victimized. And this is a little little wolf thing, right? You want to, you're your own best salesperson. You victimize yourself. As to why you can't. Yeah. My situation's a little bit different. Well, it's a little bit different. You're right, motherfucker. But so is the guy from Nigeria. Right. Or so, so is the guy from, from India, from Haiti or, from, or, or, oh, dude, or Brazil or somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, you want to talk about victim? Well, dude, we're talking about basic shit here. I mean, this is personal responsibility one-on-one. It's really fucking simple. And this country was founded upon the idea of, of creating a pathway for anybody to achieve wealth and prosperity if they decide they want to trade parts of their life for that. Mm-hmm. And you know, people argue, well, it was founded by white people who owned slaves. Yeah, it was. But some things have happened since then that have changed the fucking game. Absolutely. Okay? We've had, we had a, a, you know, how many hundreds of thousands of white men die in the Civil War to create yep. this scenario. One thing that pissed me off about this whole Black Lives Matter shit that went down was, uh, you know, when they tore down the statue of Ulysses S. Grant. That really irritated oh, the dude. fuck out of me, bro, because Ulysses S. Grant was a great fucking American. And yes, he was white, but you know what else? He was also the guy who went out and fucking freed the slaves on the fucking ground. Physically, yeah. Yes, like he was the general that led the fucking way. And without him, 
we fuck who knows what would happen. Yep. And they're tearing out. They're like, dude, we have such a we have such a poor understanding of what this country is really supposed to be because of the education system mm-hmm. and the things that are taught right now uh, by, quite honestly, by people who haven't ever fucking done anything. Okay. You got a bunch of fucking people. And I'm talking about these teachers who haven't done shit. All right. They've got, went and got a fucking degree and you motherfuckers come at me all you want. I don't give a fuck. They went out, got a fucking degree, went in the fucking school system, taught everybody their shortcomings about how they didn't fucking achieve their shit. And now we got this whole generation of people that don't understand what America's about. And that's very frustrating. And if we would just, you know, if we would just, because dude, there's plenty of people that know this shit. It's just nobody's saying it. And one of the things that you were saying a minute ago, you know, uh, about Topher encouraging you to speak up. What is it? Like, why are people so afraid right now to fucking say what they know? Because dude, I could tell you from experience of what I observed, Night, the majority of motherfuckers out there are jiving with what we're fucking saying. They're saying, yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah, 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 yeah. And then they go out in public and they're, and they hear this, they go with the collective They hear lie. this crazy fucking bullshit from the Karen, right? Or whoever. And they're like, well, yeah, I, I could see that. No motherfucker, dude, believe what you believe and fucking speak for that. The reason that we are where we are in this country right now is because of the quote unquote silent majority. Your motherfuckers no, believe no, all this shit. No, that's what our shit. problem is. Bro. We need to stop being silent. That's right. They, you guys all believe and agree with these things that we're talking about that are very basic. And you're too fucking weak to stand up and say, no, I fucking believe that. Yep. And what you're doing is letting all the motherfuckers who are out there fighting for the shit you believe take all the motherfucking arrows. Yep. Eventually, there won't be nobody left. Take those fucking arrows. I'm and if everybody fucking stand, bro, me too. And if we fucking all stand up together and say, no, dude, fuck you, then they could fuck, they could all fuck off it together. I yep. mean, that's very simple. There, there's a saying, there's a saying, you guys can look the saying up. Uh, I, I, I apologize. I can't quote the person that said it. There's a saying that says, there are many things that I believe that I should not speak on, but I should never, ever speak on things that I don't believe in. And there is a lot of things going on in our country right now that they are forcing and overly perpetuating on yeah. media of people that they think are gatekeepers. Yeah. They're constantly drilling it into you to make you think that it's real and it, you, to believe that that's what's going on yeah. to get you to say what you truly don't believe in. Yeah. That your values as a, a, a man or a woman or your values as a, a man of God. Bro, or that's a evil. Woman that's of evil. God. It's evil. So you should never, ever, ever speak on things that you do not believe in. Yeah. Ever. Stand on your values, man. If you're a Christian, if you're a man or woman of God, stand on that. Yeah. Stand on your values. It's okay. If you know it's wrong, yeah. stand on it. That's Speak right. out. Because this is this is why we're where we are now it in our country. It is why we are where we Nobody, are. Nobody, no more silent majority. Nobody wants to, to take speak the up. heat, bro. But here's the thing. If everybody stood up, nobody takes the heat. Right. They just get to go <laughs> fuck off. We but, give but, the heat now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> If, if we go back in history when the guy said, oh, they're, they're, they're coming, the boats are coming, the they're coming, coming. the yeah, British yeah. are coming. Like, if nobody started speaking out, nobody came to get, dude, where would, would the country be? Fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Would we even be free? What what, what kind of country would we have? We'd be calling It takes people biscuits. that have courage yeah. to tea. stand up and speak out. Craig, don't I, you know it's 2021, bro? All you do is you write that shit in a little black box on your Instagram and put your name underneath it. You steal a quote. 
That's Craig's quote. He's famous, man. He's the shit. most famous motherfucker. They're like, wow, man, he's so smart. What I thought well, you were going to say, and I don't know if, I can't remember if it was ben, Benjamin Franklin or one of the other founders, but he said, we, um, we must all hang together or we will hang individually. Absolutely. You know? Mm. Dude, I, I, it, it's just frustrating for me, man, because like, I see all these people with all this potential of all different races and all different colors. And I see this country with the potential that it has. And we're literally, we like, we are literally, like, it's hard for me to even fucking grasp this concept. We are literally judging people off of, like, they're, like, how much time do you spend the sun today? Oh, you got a little too dark. Fuck you. <laughs> like, dude, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm darker than half the black guys we got here. Just from June to like August. Yeah, 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 months out of the year. No, real, real shit, dude. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, now they're telling you that we're supposed to. Because like, you guys remember, like, oh, I don't see color, right? Like, you shouldn't see color. But now they're telling you, no, no, no. You should be seeing color. You're supposed to see. Right. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Like, why? What they're was the racist. civil rights movement about? Not compartmentalizing people off color. No, it's like judging politics, people off. Bro. It's the identity weird. politics got to go. Like, look, it's man, crazy. Look, we will never win in this country with identity politics. And oh, and identity the politics push, is driving the people me pushing it. Know that. That's why they're pushing it. They nope. don't want us to win. No. no, dude, we have a bunch of old motherfuckers. By the way, most of them are fucking white. Okay, we're holding on to power because uh, by manipulating a certain segments of the population and believing shit that isn't actually true. And until we all decide, hey, fuck all you old motherfuckers that have been in this system for the last fucking 40 years who haven't done shit, we're not going to move forward. We got to have young leadership who sees the world as young people see it. And and I'm not talking about 20-year-olds. I'm talking about guys our age, yeah. right, who, who, who have perspective and have uh, a, a grasp on the real situation, have experienced things in real life, not this fucking these 20 year old fucking crazy fucks who don't know shit. They've never had to go through shit. Like, bro, how stupid did you think you were when you were 20? Oh dude, can you imagine me too? My <laughs> mindset trying to run me too, bro. <laughs> like, my girlfriend, she's like, man, imagine if we would have met 10 years ago. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I was a complete yeah. asshole. I think we like, could all uh, say that. Uh, yeah. Give a drink when it's been long. Yeah. Been long. Uh, I don't think you want to meet me then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, man, man, like, you would have had a good night. I, just, <laughs> I think, well, and that's I, the unfortunate yeah. part. Bro, bro. We, <laughs> hey, damn, man. Hey, got, man, this is real as fuck. I got, man. I got no honest. comment. <laughs> I'm the only smart person here. Yeah. <laughs> I, say, I learned my lesson last night. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to kill me after this show. Literally. <laughs> That this motherfucker. DJ, oh, man, fuck. DJ's, he just set himself up in front of the fucking crosshairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck. I, yeah. Next Jeez. topic. Yeah. <laughs> well, for, for what it's worth, let me throw this out there. 1920, there were tw uh, roughly 20,000 KKK members who, who uh, marched on Washington. From 20, 1920 to 1930, you had roughly at least seven states in the Midwest and the South where if you had any sort of political aspirations, you had to be a member of the KKK. In the 60s, you had little black boys, little black girls who would literally be in, in Sunday school and they'd get firebombed, okay? Yep, yep. So, I'm a history nerd. I've read a lot of American history trying to get a sense of our country. Which is important to note, dude. That wasn't that long ago. Right, it wasn't so I, that long I can, ago. Like, dude, look, to say that racism is fucking fake or this not, no, that's not true. 
But to say it's also an entire group of people, black people think this, white people think this, that's fucking bullshit too. We got racist motherfuckers on both sides. Absolutely. On both sides. Okay? And people say, well, white skin can never be oppressed. Bullshit. It, um, there, there's a history of white slavery that's, that, that goes back yep. a million fucking years. Okay, but you motherfuckers don't know your history, and I'm not going to teach to you. So we can just agree to that you're an idiot. Right? <laughs> no, 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 it's right. true. We're going to agree so, that you don't know dude, shit. No, <laughs> it, it's it's so true. Um, I I studied African history when I was in prison. Yeah, there's literally journals of white folks. I used to look around and say, "Wow, you know, black folks run everything." Yeah. That's right. People need to know their history. Right. Like, seriously, our bro, history does not. And that doesn't I tell make, black folks, it doesn't start with slavery. Like, we have so much more history. Yeah. To Thousands the world, of years. Right? Yeah. Thousands you know? of and years. And bro, right. there's a, there's, there's all kinds of different. Dude, this is, this comes back to, this isn't race, bro. People who say this is race, they are fundamentally fucking stupid. They're stupid. Because if you can't look past someone's fucking skin tone, what's that say about you? Right. In any regard, I mean, whether right. you're looking at white people or black people or fucking any people. Like, Dude, I just can't say? imagine how people live their life just saying, oh, man. Fucking Andy's white and that's why he's successful because he's white and I'm black. I, I just I, I can't live my life that Bro, way. Bro, I never get that way. I've never gotten that from a black person one fucking time. I've gotten that one million times from white liberals. Yeah. Oh my God. The yeah. white liber- and I mean, I've never Mal- gotten Malcolm a black person that. that says that to me. Bob, did you ever read the book, A People's History? I think it's by Howard Zinn. Uh, it's on my list because I think, isn't that the left-leaning take? It's on the a history? left-leaning take, yeah. but man, does he write. It's a, it's, it's it's a good, good book. book. I'll have What's to check it, it out. It's good to read both sides. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. And that's that's what I wanted to do. You said you're a history buff, so I said, man, let Absolutely. Me Thank you for the recommendations. But to the point that I, I was making... You look at the history of our country and and two things should happen and it should be a smackdown to to both the right and the left. You should look at what happened to black people. And I do think that there should be a moment where any white pe- person in America reads that stuff and goes, crap, that is terrible. Some fucked up shit. That is terrible. I, I don't think like I don't and, think- and be genuinely sad that that happened. But the flip side is also true is to me that that if any person today studies that stuff and sees just how horrible this stuff really was to compare your modern struggles to, to that, what those people went through. You talk about offensive. That is Mom, offensive. It's a that, pill. Guys, that, that is comes, offensive. That comes from the weakness of our fucking society. Yeah. Okay. I talk about this all the time. These motherfuckers that are 25 and under ever had to do shit. They got fucking no hardship. They've been through no, no real conflict. They've had no 9-11 or any unifying nope. event happen in their life. They don't understand real evil. Bro, they they suffer from an embarrassment of motherfucking riches. Dude, they all got a $2,000 computer. That's right. They got a $2,000 computer, a $1,000 iPhone, this, nope. that, running water, toilets, food, on-call, Grubhub. Fuck, they got fucking everything. Comes right to the door. And, and we're all talking about how fucked up our shit is. Bro, the truth is, most of these people are so fucking weak, they got to make up shit to be mad about. That's real as fuck. We're going to be talking about real, okay? So go to fucking Somalia. Go to fucking- Go broaden your horizon. That's right. Go to fucking uh, some of the poor countries in Asia. Go to India, and we'll talk about how how racist and how fucked up you feel our country is after you come back. That's a Absolutely. fucking Absolutely. Like what you were saying, I don't, I think- White folks in America, they know the things that happened in slavery was 
It's horrific. It's fucked up. But again, to compare your today to previous generations like Obama, their Messiah says it's a pale, period. At the end of the day, the narratives that's going on in our country, the anti-white, the anti-American, the victimhood narratives, amongst many other narratives, at the end of the day, right, I'm not a Bible thumper, right, and you can quote me on this, people need to find healing in their heart, right? They do. They need to find the healing in their heart. There's a lot of anger, hatred, and resentment running rampant in our country, right? If you're a man of God or if you're a woman of God, right, I'm a Christian. If you stand on your belief as a Christian, our God, Jesus, he's, he's a forgiving God, right? Second Corinthians chapter 5, 17, be anyone in Christ is a new creation. Be all things pass away. That's a forgiving God. Your today is not the previous generations. Yes, it was horrific. Yes, you're hearing this constantly beat it into your head. But at the end of the day, you're still my brother. You're an American, right? DJ's my brother. Andy, all of us, everybody's in here is my brother, right? You got to find, if you're angry about the history, you have to find healing in your heart. If you had something biased happen to you, you felt like you had some racist situation to happen to you and somebody was an asshole or a jerk to you, you have to find healing in your heart, forgiveness in your heart, right? Not everybody is that way. Period. And I think that it societal wise, culture wise in America, people just need to find healing in their heart, period. They got to find the forgiveness in the heart. You can't go around living your life with anger, hatred and resentment because the same wall that you put up to keep out uh, possibly uh, your unhappiness is the same wall that keeps out your blessing as well. And it keeps in your frustration. And you, you, you drown frustration in, in. you drown in it and, yeah. and it prohibits you from progressively moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's where I stand with it. So absolutely. I feel like what you're talking about, there was this black pastor in the 1960s who kind of said something similar. What was his name? I forget. Malcolm. Well, no, no, not Malcolm. Malcolm. <laughs> Even, but Malcolm in his last days, he did. He did. Malcolm, like Malcolm Mello realized like oh, Malcolm went to the middle. No, He's a great example. I'm actually a fan of a lot of his shit because at the end of his during his days, he started figuring out that a lot of the things that he believed were not actually true, and he was man enough to say so. Yep. And, and then, then actually got took out. And then actually teach. Yeah. That's right. He started teaching the yep. truth, and then he was gone. Yeah. And, yep. He and, went on his homage, and he realized yeah, that's why LeBron James. You got to read more in the first page, motherfucker. LeBron yeah. James ain't reading that damn. No book shit. Yet. <laughs> we, we got we got fifteen fucking videos of him on the first page, bro. Like, like, so what would you like about the book? Uh, Maybe maybe you wouldn't be the most hated player in the NBA. What would you like about the book, James? Uh, (laughs) The front page. (laughs) It was a good book. Let's be, let's be real about LeBron James. I mean, let's be real about what's motivating this all. He knows money. He knows, well, that, and he knows. Bro, he, 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 listen. We're going to, where's my tinfoil hat? This motherfucker. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. This motherfucker. <laughs> that tinfoil that, that motherfucker earns his money from one of the biggest fucking CCP companies in the fucking planet, which happens to be fucking Nike. Okay. They support and are, they sell so much merchandise. I believe they actually sell more merchandise in China than they do in the American, in, in the American marketplace. This here is the problem. So he's getting pressure from a company to take a role that he is not equipped to fucking have. That should be pretty obvious to anybody. He's not equipped to have, you could put the glasses on, you can grow the beard, you could do the whole yeah, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. carry around with the book, motherfucker, that don't make you nothing. Yep. You still don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And and that man has been more damaging to the culture of America in the last fucking 12 months than I think any other fucking high profile person. 
because of the because of the things he said. You know, when there was the shooting in Memphis, I think it was, and he went out and said, "Oh, you're next to the cop." Oh, that oh, dude, and, and then, no repercussion. No, and then not mm. only that, bro. Yeah, no shit. You got heat for a day, right? He heard up and retracted it, bro. It's like, man, can you imagine? Look, dude. Here's the thing. These dudes, these dudes don't understand the damage they're doing. They just don't. They have influence. Yes. And they, it, and it's, if you compare LeBron James to Jordan. Yeah. Jordan is like, I mean, one of the, the greats, man. Yeah. Right. LeBron James, they were considered one of the greats. Does he do a lot of great things? Absolutely. Yeah. But look, he's, look at the shit he's well, doing now. Dude, yeah. that's my point though. I think Jordan he, never, I think he woke up and realized, you know what? I'm always going to be runner up to the GOAT. Scratch that. I'm always going to be second runner up to the GOAT because the first runner up is Kobe. Yep. So I've got to make a name for myself. Yep. I don't think that's what it is at all. You I don't think, think so? No, I, I think I think it's about pay, dude. I, I think, think it's, it's a greed yeah, thing. I think, I think all the bad yeah. shit in this world that we have going on right now comes down to money. It really does. And as much as I'm a proponent for having money, I've always said that you're not supposed to love it. Okay? Right. right. Uh, so, I mean, I do love it, but love it more than other right, things. Right. So, the thing is, is that we have a scenario now where if you really like, dude, here's the thing. And this is where I think a lot of people are really disconnected. They're, they're in the battle, right? Like they're on the, they're, they're on the internet and on Facebook and they're arguing with each other. Like, fuck you. No, fuck you, Ezekiel. Right? <laughs> fuck you, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, bro, we're just saying all this shit online to each other. But if you look at like, if you remove yourself from this and you start to rise above and look down on it. And you're like, all right, what's really going on here? What we really see is a bunch of people who profit from our division on the ground floor. Okay. And those motherfuckers are the ones sending these messages down the pipe that keep us divided. And we have to all stop and, and say, that's not my enemy. That guy I'm arguing with online, that's not my fucking enemy. The people who taught him to think like that and the people who taught me to get involved with this those are the motherfucking enemies. Those are the people that keep harmony from happening. They keep progress from happening. And they keep us fulfilling the ideal of America from actually happening, which is a place of equal opportunity, not equal result. Okay? So what does that mean? That means that you, if you want more than what you got, guess what you got to do? You got to go fucking do shit. You got to work. You're going to have to make investments in your future. You're going to have to do things that your homies and your bros and this and that aren't willing to do. That's a fact. So we have to get out of the mindset of being triggered when we talk about personal responsibility. You know, like a lot of these people now are mad when you start talking about taking uh, control of your life and being personally responsible. Why are they so mad? Well, they're mad because they don't want to have to do that shit. And they think that if they argue loud enough and strong enough and vocal enough that eventually they're going to get whatever the fuck they want. And I'm here to tell you, you won't. You'll spend your whole life beating on a fucking pot that doesn't ever pay off shit. So you really have a choice to make, dude. We could like here. This is the bottom line of everything. Whether you're black, brown, yellow, I don't care, red, it doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck. No matter what you are, you have a choice. Your choice is this. Complain, 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 bitch, 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 make post after post after post and maybe get some attention. All right. Or shut the fuck up and go out and be an example of what it looks like to fucking win and actually make a difference. Because I'm going to tell you, the, you motherfuckers out there is beating that drum. You're going to be beating that drum your whole life. 
And the reality of this country will never change. It will always be the same. People who work will create something. People who create will get paid. That's it. And it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you're, do, do, do some of us come from harder situations? Absolutely. No one's saying that. But what we are saying is that regardless of how hard your situation is, the decisions to make, the opportunity to make better decisions for your future and your family and your future family that doesn't even exist yet are still open and free to everybody. And that's a fact. That is a true statement. It's a factual statement. And if you guys decide to think that's bullshit and you want to spend your whole life being a fucking victim, then cool. But you will never win that way. And, and, and that's really what I just want you to know. I want you to hear it from me because 20 years from now, you're going to go back and remember and you're going to say, fuck, that, that dude, that dude was right. Yeah. Right? And I would rather you start now than start then because the truth, the reality of life hits us no matter what. At some point in time, all of these motherfuckers beating this drum that, that is not true, that is, that is not real, they are going to be confronted with the truth. And for a lot of those people, it's going to be on their deathbed. It's going to be when they're when it's too late, when they've got cancer or they've got sick or they're getting ready to die and they're going to say, fuck, I didn't do shit. All I did was beat this fucking drum. I didn't make a change for nothing because at the end of that day, whether it be 50 years from now or fucking t- two years from now, the world is still going to be the same. The people who do the work create, they get paid and win and become the influencers of the world. And by the way, that's in every country, whether it's socialist, communist, or fucking anything. It's just reality. People who want to win, who they will make a way, they will drive and drag themselves across a hundred miles of broken fucking glass to do so. And if you're willing to do that, you'll win. If you're not, I don't care what color you are. You could be white. Oh, you could be the whitest motherfucker in the world. You're still going to fucking lose. So we have to come to an understanding as a culture that this is reality. All right. And what I want and the reason I'm vocal about these things is for a couple of reasons. One, I love this country. This country is the only country in the world that makes it truly available to every single citizen. Other places you have to try much harder to get success to become where you are. Two, I, I fucking believe that humans are humans. I don't care what how much of a tan you got because of where your ancestors were. It's, it's, it's a ridiculous statement. It's, dude, it's such a ridiculous topic. It is a ridiculous topic. If we want to talk about something real, let's talk about the socioeconomic disparities in those neighborhoods that are predominantly black. Let's talk about fixing the education system so that some of these black children and brown children can now believe that they can achieve things, not be told that they can't achieve things, okay? If we want to fix things, let's fix the crime rate in our cities, Let's stop killing each other because of fucking shit we saw on a music video or TV. Like, dude, the change that needs to happen in this world comes from us. And I'm not just saying this to black folks or white folks or anybody. I'm saying this to any motherfucker who's listening. If you want the world to be a better place, if you want the world to become the the the, the America that it should be, that's a leadership role that all of us are obligated to. Every single one of us. And that comes, and that's by taking personal responsibility for ourselves, our actions, our thoughts, our words, and what we say. Are we going to say wrong things sometimes? Yeah, we're gonna. You know what? 
That's the reality. Sometimes I say dumb shit. Sometimes, Craig, you're going to say dumb shit. Sometimes, Vaughn, you, well, Vaughn, yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. Good job, Vaughn. Sometimes, Vaughn. Yeah. You've perfected it. But my point but I'm going to back it up with scripture. Yeah, my point is, guys, is that we're all human and we all make mistakes. And one of the things that, you know, this whole scenario of, of, of our cultural situation that we have here in America, whether it be COVID or fucking masks or the racial things or all of these things, right? One of the biggest things I've learned in the last year is that all of this shit is laid out in the Bible. Like it's really laid out. Like, hey, dude, uh, this is real simple. Be kind to people. Treat people how you want to be treated. You know, pay honor to the father of God by being the best person that you can be. Are you meant to be perfect? No, you're not. That's where you said stop beating yourself up. That's that's a valuable that's a valuable trait. But also, it's not just stop beating yourself up. Stop giving yourself all the fucking slacks. Stop letting yourself off the hook every fucking time. Because that's an equally big problem, right? Like we got people who are too hard on themselves and then go down the drain. And then we got people who are uh, too easy on themselves and they go to the same place. So we, listen guys, we all have to do a better job. And for this to actually fix itself and to heal, which I believe, I believe that's what everybody wants for that's on the ground level. The people up here, when you get up here and look down on it, they don't want that shit. But us, the regular people, fuck dude. I don't want to fucking fight with people. I don't want to argue with people. I don't want to hear, I don't want to, I want to, dude, we, we need to be fucking citizens of this country and, and good humans and, and, and ambassadors of America, you know, and of American values. And, and dude, this isn't white supremacy or racist or that's all shit that they say to get us to stay from that spot. Cause they know cause what happens when everybody starts getting along. They're fucked by the way. Why do you think they want us to argue? Why do they think they want us to fight? Because if we're arguing and fighting amongst each other, we can't see the shit they're doing to us. That's a fact. So, fuck. Like, wake the fuck up. Like, I don't know how to end that, bro. Like, I just. I think you just did. Yeah, no, that was good. That was good. I'm, so, I, I have, I've been taking notes over here. I got a few few show highlights for you. One, I will show you my, uh, my wokeness. Who the fuck is Topher? <laughs> oh, Topher's a black conservative music artist. He's fucking Topher awesome. Town music. I don't know oh, who he is. dude, uh, oh, he, right. he has that number one Billboard song, Patriot. Yeah. By the way, it's I'm, been, D- I'm it's DJ's been, neighbor. I'm white no, New Balances Sal. mower stripes. Sal. No, you're the king white dad. So, <laughs> so that's racist. Well, whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> truth. It's also the so, truth. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, that dude has had his music blocked off every fucking platform and he's still the fucking number one. He's still number one. one to Just yeah. like they cancel Morgan Wall and I turn his ass on. Yeah. So, all right, he he so had right. another song. I feel like Terry Crews. Then he's got the Patriot song. Like he's got some bangers, man. I yeah. like Terry Crews. Facts are racist. I think he's doing that. <laughs> I think he's doing too. I just remember. Dude, he's got I a saw good, a fucking article. There, there's a lot of, and that's what's weird about the, the, like the conservative movement. Yeah. Just using rap music, right? We were all talking about how we love rap music. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love the fact that these guys, right, they're in the conservative, but they're, yeah. they're really changing and breaking up things about hip hop. Yeah. Right. We're used to the cussing, the, the suicidal poetry with good beats. Right. That glorifies degrading women, drugs and game banging. Xanax. Right. These guys have figured out a way to make good music with good beats, with no cussing. And it's funny. It's uh, funny too, dude. Uh, um, principles and values of faith. Right. Who's uh, you the, have uh, Bri- you have Bryson Gray. You have. 
Uh, Who, Topher, you have Forgiato Blow. Who's you the like white Lecrae? guy? Who's the, you like uh, Lecrae? You ever heard of Lecrae? Um, I've heard of Lecrae. Yeah, you should check Lecrae. Yeah, yep, I've heard who's of Lecrae. The white, who's the white rapper that's doing that too? That's uh, uh, Forgiato Blow. Is it? Forgiato Blow is based out of Tampa, man. He's pretty good, huh? He's good too. Yeah, Tommy, he had. Um, I'm Tommy, a proud American. I think Tommy Vex is doing some There's stuff a couple, with Topher. Oh, yeah, Tommy Vex is doing stuff with Topher. Yep, you hit it on the nail. Yeah. Um, but Topher, it's the back end story. Check out Topher, man. Yeah, Topher's gonna love. Like, oh man, you know it's. Topher has opened up so many doors and helped me so much. So I know he'll really appreciate when he hears. Yeah, yeah. I think we're Topher, gonna have, we love you, man. No, no, no. We're, I'm going to have him on the show. I'm, oh, dude. I'm, I'm talking to him. When he comes, yeah, yeah. I'm going to come up yeah, here too. Right. <laughs> we're going to put Topher's ass through a workout too. All right, all right. Hey, I, I so, and then there's another thing. I think, you know, we changed. You know, a lot changed in our lifetime. You know, for us, guys, you know, when we were younger, you know, you used to watch news. is a lot about highlighting the good. You know, you see a lot of the good things and the neighborly deeds and, you know, it was about going out and promoting because you would be rewarded for doing good. Now it's the reward system is for doing bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Who's the most fucked up? Who could fuck up? You know, and it, yep. and I think that controlling that piece of life is is sad because, you know, the inspirational stories when we were kids, they would inspire you, right? You get the, you used to watch the 30 on 30s and they were, they yeah. were, they were positive of the E60s and they were, they were overcoming struggle and hardship. And I think, you know, we don't see that anymore when you turn on the news. And, and unfortunately, the, our youth, the young kids, you know, they don't, they don't get to see the, um, the qualities of helping your neighbor, right? Loving your neighbor and yep. being a good human in society. I think that's changed. I wrote a note here. I don't know what the fuck it says. Let, the next let, one. Let me add to that, Sal. Yeah, yeah, right now, it. the leadership that they have, which we've seen them on record saying, hey, robbing the Gucci store. Robbing a Macy's. That's right. That's reparations. Their face. They That's have right, poor yeah. leadership. That's right. They they confuse a generation of people that is out there that thinking that committing crimes and doing those things is social justice. That's they have right. To come together, right? So it's just poor leadership at this point. They need good leadership that people to show them an example. Hey, it's okay to be a doctor. Not everybody's going to be a rapper. You could be a doctor or a lawyer or start your own business or maybe you're a pastor, right? There's a lot of other things that. W- we're successful in that are just not glorified. Yeah. And, and I, I you'd be the change in the world you want to be right. I mean, that's a lead by example. It's a core value of ours here at first form, but I mean, you have to be the change that you want to see in order for it to change around your environment. You have to go first. And I think that's a, that's a thing that's scary, you know, in and of itself, no matter what age group you're in, you know, for you to step outside your comfort zone, is hard, but that's what's necessary in order to make the change. I, uh, you know, a key factor that I've learned in life, there's two things and I'll leave you with this, you know, education, execute and execution. You know, you got to learn the, the knowledge first, the podcast, you talked about picking up a book, listening to a podcast, paying attention, buying a course. You know, one of the goals of the show is to help educate, help teach. One of the goals of our brand is to help educate, help teach to change your life. But without execution, it ain't going to fucking work. You know, without taking that first step and actions without actions, bro, you ain't going to get shit. You can wish in one hand shit in the other. The only one's going to reveal a fucking surprise for you. So understanding that, Hey man, you got to take the steps to control your own knowledge and your own power. Don't dry, don't let that narrative that they push down through you be the education you have. Go out and seek and look and read and and do research and read the left piece, right? Read the right piece. Figure out who you want to be. And like to Anders' point earlier, is like, hey man, I don't give a fuck if you're left, right, or center. I give a fuck that you know the facts and we can have a conversation. Yeah, I don't. And I can deal with the other shit. Like, hey man, we don't agree. Cool. But yeah. I'm not a motherfucker because I don't agree with you. And I'm not saying you're a motherfucker because you don't agree with me. You know, fuck you. I'm going to shoot. No, no, no. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, we've lost that in this country. We have. We there's can't no, have a good civil conversation. There's no dialogue. That's not, there's we no didn't more lose discourse. It. We didn't lose that. that it's was, just not promoted. No, 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 bro. That was purposely worked out of our, out of our I agree. 
Yeah. Well, and I think that goes back to your piece about love, you know? Love is love, man. Love that's has it. no color. Yeah, that's not only is it no color, there's a love and respect is is an understanding of like, you know, I, I can still share those feelings with you even though we disagree. You know, we can yep. mutually, I can still take care of your children, you take care of mine. Like we get, we go into hell or high water and shootout breaks down at McDonald's. I don't give a fuck what color you are. You know, I'm protecting yep. your kids, you protect mine, we'll get that guy, right? Yep. There, there's a piece of that that's lost right now. The same wall that you put up to keep out disappointment is the same wall that'll keep out your blessing. That's right. And my last thing is, you know, is Andrew talked about and this. That's, that's good shit. It is. Yeah. It's great. Um, the, Did I lose your thought there? No, 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 no. I was getting ready to say, you know, you, I can't wait to read the quote on your Instagram, but my, my, my uh, ADD head fucking shoots off into squirrel land. And I got the, uh, you know, your hardship is your win. Understanding that, like, you know, you're a young guy and you talk about, you know, no matter where you, where you start, that's your strength. Your biggest struggle is your biggest strength. For every single success story that I've learned to identify, the thing that they struggle with the most ultimately becomes the thing that they're best at. You going to prison is the best thing that ever happened to you. You can't see it at the fucking time, absolutely. but it's not. the best fucking thing to happen to you because it gives you perspective of the struggle so that you can overcome it, right? Most people stay in the struggle. They can't, they can't, they can't, they, they victimize themselves to stay in that little fucking bubble. And it's like understanding that, you know, that struggle that you're going to overcome through taking the education, executing on that fucking, on that challenge is the is the piece that's most recognizable to everyone else. Mm -hmm. It's the piece that will help everyone else. It's the piece that's going to help build your legacy because it's going to pull those people out of that same struggle. It's called experience, you know, and you have to learn to experience struggle, pain, suffering, investment, sacrifice, all those fucking things that nobody really likes to have, but you realize it's all the strengths that you're going to have. And it starts because of the hardship that you've put in. You got to learn, you got to overcome that. And that's the thing, man, like don't get down on yourself because you got dealt a shit hand of cards. Learn to say, okay, how the fuck can I take this shit hand of cards and make these three twos fucking play the game? Man, I'm now I'm my ass off. You, know what, you, you, you know what else? Um, prison was the best thing that happened to me. But guess what else? Everybody that's listening, if you were born in America, you won the lottery. The lottery right? They used um, to tell us that when we were kids. That, when I, was I, a kid, I grew up yeah. like, man, you're born in America. Yeah, We have so much opportunity. So I can remember kids telling us, dude. I can remember the teachers telling us, you're lucky you live in America, not China. In China, they kill people for speaking out against government. Oh. I mean, I feel like- Mind you, we said in the anthem, there's flags in the classroom. That's not what I'm saying. We used to do the Pledge of Allegiance everything. Yeah. The whole nine. We do it here every day at 10 o'clock, just so you know. um, You were telling me. Yeah, but I'm just saying, patriotic. Like, think about that shit, dude. It's important to do that. we, We have become that. Yeah. Like, now people won't even speak up. Dude, you guys have American steel. It's impressive. Oh, in the in the racking, yeah. I said, man, this is this is a real American patriotic company, right? That's here. right. Great culture here too. Thank you. Everybody's nice. The value system's intact. It's it's amazing. It's it literally made me self reflect on things that I need to get better on as a leader, just in my own business. You know what I mean? So I love it, man. Dude, yeah. I think the value system is intact out there in the real world too. It, it is. It's just not it on, takes people it's like just us not on the motherfucking internet or in the news. Like, dude, when I go out in the real world and talk to people, dude, they're cool. They're cool. Yeah. Like 99 out of yeah. 100. Yeah. Do you have one inter- shit interaction? Of course. Uh, yeah. But I don't look at that person and say, oh, yeah, well, that person's Asian. Fuck. Fuck Asians. <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> you know? Like, no, you say, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's funny shit. Help yeah, me with my math homework. Oh, that's too far. Bro, that's the mentality we got. Everybody's got right now is like, you know, they have one bad experience with somebody or something and mm-hmm. it's a fucking, you know, fuck all that whole group of people. 
No. That's kind of weird. Yeah, just fuck that guy. Just because somebody's an asshole to you or you met somebody who was a dick doesn't make them like a racist. No. Like, at all. They could have been having a bad day. Uh, Their exactly. dog could have just died. Have you ever had right. a bad day? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> like, shit. Like, not everybody's I think, unhinged, I, man. I think my, one of my universal tr- uh, truths, something I'm taking from, uh, this was a great, great, uh, great show. One of my universal truths that I like to always think about is that, you know, from the beginning of time and forever on, after, you know, thousands of years after we all leave this planet, there's always going to be good and there's always going to be evil. Which one are you going to perpetuate? Right. And, and so you can be on either side of that line. Right. Like, but but forever and ever, always and always, those two things will always exist. And they, those two things will always try to fight each other. Which one are you going to perpetuate? Which one are you going to push? Which one are you going to live by? Which wolf are you going to feed? That's, That's right. That's it. And so, I mean, I think if you if you live by that and you can take the rest of the stuff, you put that stuff to the side, are you going to be for good or are you going to be for evil? And that that is a choice that only you can make for yourself. And not only that, you know inherently which is which. which you absolutely. Yes. Yep. And absolutely you know, just do. to add another thing, for me, not, not everybody's going to get locked up. Not everybody has been dealt bad cards, right? Even I would argue, maybe I I, I didn't really, maybe I, I wasn't really dealt bad cards compared to this guy it's over bad here. Bad decisions. Bad decisions. Yeah. But let's say you're somebody that you come from a very good family. No struggles. Your parents, maybe they worked their ass off to give you a better life and you don't necessarily have any struggles. What's amazing about your journey of uh, actually doing something in life, something impactful, right? We all know the more people that you serve, Service to the many is what leads to greatness is what Jim Rohn would say. Let's say you're somebody that doesn't have hardship. I guarantee you when you're on your path to trying to actually build something, you're going to be faced with some hardships. You're going to be faced with some challenges um, that can give you that fuel, right? And give you that experience that you need that molds you and gives you that gratitude and, you know, that, that, that wisdom, that experience that you need to, to carry on for. So if you're somebody out there that you, maybe you come from, good background. You don't have any real struggles. You don't have to get in trouble to be make a story of yourself or be inspirational or build something. You come from a good set of family and there's no struggles, but I promise you when you start going on down that path of building something, you're going to be faced with challenges. It's just the way it is. So lots of them. Well, DJ and Sal got their final word. Can I have my final word? Yep. Sorry about All that. Right. So I, 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 I've been, uh, I've been kind of the, uh, the history nerd but I'm going to be a history nerd again. December 7th, 1941, Imperial Japan drops the bomb, excuse me, attacks, bombs Pearl Harbor, right? A couple of weeks after that, Nazi Germany and, and uh, fascist Italy declares war on the United States of America. Do you guys know that when that happened, the week that that happened, the couple of weeks that that happened, the United States military was not ranked one or five or seven or nine or even 13th. They were ranked the 19th army in the world at that time. They were actually ranked below Holland and Belgium. And yet within a year, they had built the greatest fighting force that the world had seen. And prior to the beginning of the war, prior to our entry into the war, it took a whole year to build a B-17 bomber. After we realized that there was a threat, it took us 17 days. We figured out how to do it in 17 days. The people of America at that time, black, white, Jew, Gentile, Protestant, Catholic, whatever, they realized that there was a threat and they came together. And what I don't think that most people understand, and I think our listeners understand this, but I don't think most people understand this in our country. 
this whole woke mentality, this whole mentality of victimhood and, and blaming, this is the threat. And if good people, black, white, Jew, Gentile, Protestant, Catholic, et cetera, et cetera, if we don't come together and band together and, and, and fight against it, uh, there's probably a threat greater than Hitler that's going to take over. And I don't mean to sound melodramatic, but that's how serious it is. So I think everybody of goodwill should band together and just say, no more. We're not going to put up with it anymore. I think that's happening. I mean, from my observations, um, you know, because I was pretty much a year ahead of what I I, I was saying this exact same shit a year ago. And I got the receipts. Go listen. Um, Now, the resistance that we get on these messages is far less. And the promotion is far more. So I think people are saying, hey, man, wait a minute. Fuck you guys. And, and dude, that's what needs to happen. There, th- listen, there is a time and a place for you to look at someone and say, hey, fuck you. Okay? That's the truth. And you could say that with love. You really can. You could say, it can mean, hey, fuck you. Don't come back around me until you figure it the fuck out. And, and dude, unless we start doing that, and, and, and this is something for the parents. Like this is where, and I'm going to, I'm going to leave off at this. Um, you people that have kids and you're being quiet and you're letting them do all this crazy shit, like put your kids in masks and all this fucking bullshit and keep them out of school and blah, 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 blah. You realize that your silence is creating a massive problem for your children, a massive problem. And if I were, if it were me and they were my kids, I don't have kids and I get up here and speak about it all the time. But if it were me and I was silent and I was letting all this shit happen, I couldn't live with myself. I'd be fucking super ashamed. And you should be too if you're fucking sitting there agreeing with everything that we say and not saying a motherfucking word about it. It should bother you. I think that's the show. Oh, I'm going to thank him for coming on. But dude, I'm going to wrap the show up with that, man. Uh, Craig, I really appreciate you coming up, man. I know it's a long, long journey. Um Want to have you come back on the show again, for sure. It was a great show. Uh, I really appreciate what you're doing. And when you say, I just want you, when you say we need more leaders, bro, you're, you're leading. And it's, it, it's super cool. So um, I appreciate what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're about. And uh, yeah, man, if you guys, what's your, what's your IG? Um, Real Craig Long 45. Okay. So you guys should go give him a follow, follow up on what he's doing. You do some stuff on TikTok too, right? I am on TikTok. Yeah. What's your TikTok handle? TikTok is Craig Long 45. Okay. Guys, give this man a follow, support him. Uh, he is a great dude and um, leading. <laughs> <laughs> that is, put that in the show because that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> leading no, so good. Dude, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I think he just kicked the chair off underneath DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I almost ate shit right there. Yeah, man. you did. Oh, snap. Wow. That was hilarious. Well, anyway, bro, I appreciate you. And uh, thanks for being on the show, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you, Craig. Um, you guys uh, love the show. If you thought the show was good, if you gained some perspective, share it around for us, okay? We don't do any of the advertisements or marketing some of these bigger shows do. Uh, we run entirely on word of mouth. And I like it. I like that we do that. I prefer that. And that means if we're doing good, the show's doing good. Um, so if you guys wouldn't mind, if you got something out of it, have the courage to share the conversation. Okay. I know a lot of you guys don't share these conversations because you think that they, people are going to look at you a different way. Um, they probably will. They'll probably look at you like you have a spine. All right. So I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I'll talk to you next time. Yeah.
was sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed.